Hello, my beautiful ladies and gentlemen, my soul family. I hope that this message is finding you with lots of peace, lots of harmony and joy in your journey. As you navigate through life and do your best to learn from the many lessons that life presents to us every single day. My name is Alex Salamone, as you probably already know, but if you don't and you're new, welcome to the channel. I am so happy and glad to have you. And if you are one of my original listeners, welcome back. It's always so good to share with you on here. And for this particular episode, I am beyond static to share with you guys my experience of ayahuasca that I had most recently, and all the amazing insight and information that it gave me, as well as um, the whole experience in itself and sort of what's the next step. Uh, So I'm going to give you all those details. So this is going to be a long episode. I just want to let you know, and there may be a part two to it. So and the only the reason that is is because I really feel like I need to share every everything in detail to do it justice so that I can that the people can really understand like how powerful this medicine is and because so much happened there's so much to unpack with the whole experience and I just want to do it service and by sharing my my story with you all so before we even go into the ceremony aspect of it, um, I actually wanted to share, uh, I've, I've been away for a little while because for the past two months, it's just kind of been a roller coaster, uh, to be quite candid. Lots has happened in my life. Um, typically, this is normal for me. It, my life has sort of been this way. I feel like the universe has this plan for me in which I'm very clear about now more than ever. And it wants me to learn these things quickly so that I can be able to be at my uh, at my full potential and to be able to do the things that I'm supposed to do in this lifetime is what I've gone out of it. So while I have this understanding, it doesn't make it any easier to face these challenges because these challenges oftentimes um, get pretty intense, but the reward is just as intense as that challenge. So anyways, um, I did an episode on my breathwork experience with Vitaly, who's a dear friend of mine. And I also did an, uh, I believe I did a episode on on like what that sort of gave me the insight that it gave me and this is when I first understood and um, that there was something really dark within me that I couldn't pinpoint it what it was but I couldn't like I, I couldn't release it it was very strong and so I have been called by mother ayahuasca because I believe that she calls upon you It's not one of those medicines that you are like, oh, you hear about it and you're like, yeah, let me just go across the block to 
you know, do ayahuasca. <laughs> it's a very sacred medicine. It's very powerful. And because it's very powerful, many people fear it because of what it can show you. And what I think what that means is uh, if you have trauma or if you have a lot of unresolved issues, it can be very loud in your face as far as uh, the experience of it because she's going to show you the things you need to improve on, I believe. So it is feared a little bit. And um, I was just really hesitant though to do it, not because of those reasons, because I have been working so much on my childhood traumas and, um, you know, healing my inner child and, and just holistically just focusing on being in this uh, in this path of, of healing for so many years. And this is a prime example of how the universe works where where they will it will present the right thing at the right time for us. We just have to trust that. Um so anyway, so I, I had been called to do it and I knew a little bit about it beforehand but like no nothing much and i didn't really have an, a calling or an interest to do it to be honest with you um but in the last three to four months maybe even longer it has been calling me really strongly and how that appeared to me was that i was having dreams about you know the jungle and about uh i was connecting with people that had done it and they were sharing their thing and I think Aubrey Marcus uh, or Aubrey Marcus came out with a, uh, a documentary or whatever on his YouTube channel. And it was just like one thing after the other. And I was like, okay, let me, like, I have enough information about it, which sounds interesting. Um, and I, maybe that's something I'll eventually give it a try, you know, it's sort of how it started. And then it just became more and more pronounced the feeling of, it was it turning to a feeling, not a thought of me wanting to uh, experience the medicine. So I had this idea that in order for me to do it, I needed to go down to the Amazon and do it there. And that was going to be the only way because there are so many other churches and f felicitators that are doing this because it's sort of becoming mainstream popular. Um, in a way, which I won't get into that, but um, which I think it's a, it's a double-edged sword, to be honest. I think it's good, but I also think it's kind of bad because of how it's being handled out here in the West. And what I mean by that is you're having people who don't have, you know, maybe they've done one or six ayahuasca, they've sat with ayahuasca six, six times and now like they're serving people. Um, and it's really irresponsible in my, in my personal opinion. And it's also, uh, almost disrespectful to the medicine because the people who serve the medicine are these shamans, these chiefs, right? Uh, these culanderos, like these, these leaders, these, these people, they are, they grow up with the medicine. They get served the medicine at a young age. I believe it's like 11 years old. And uh, these these people come from tribes and these indigenous people who understand the medicine 
and have major respect with it, which is why they have rituals with it. They have these ceremonies, these songs, these chanting, and this relationship with with the medicine, which I think it really um, it makes it the second part of it that which makes it really powerful too is is and safe. Uh, I think emphasis on the word safe is to have someone that truly understands the the, the medicine. So. I guess what I'm trying to say is that I was getting these opportunities here in the United States and, and I just was not, and I was just not into it. Um, I kept saying, uh, like, I like this person and everything, but I'm just not feeling it, to be honest. And I'm going to trust that. I'm going to just honor that feeling. And then, um, then there was a, uh, an opportunity for me to go to Mexico and do it. And I was going to do it after my birthday in August and that didn't work out because they turned out that this, this person was kind of a fraud and they didn't know what they were really doing. So I was like, wow, I'm so glad that I didn't do that. So that kind of put me off guard a little bit. And I said, you know what, I'm just going to wait. I'm going to wait to go down to the Amazon and do it from someone that knows what they're doing and they've worked with the medicine. So anyways, I was supposed to, before I go into that, so that was like sort of like where my head was with the medicine. But what had happened in between this, this, this discussion that I just had with you, explanation about how the medicine was constantly sort of coming at me in, in different ways, messaging me that I needed to work with it by sending me people that did work with them, with her, but not to work with them because... My intuition was saying no, but to also be like, don't forget about me. Don't forget. Like, it's just to kind of, sh- in a way, show me how powerful she is even before she you you take on this medicine. Uh, it's extremely intelligent. It's it's crazy. Um, but what what happened was um, in in the last month or so, so I had that breath work experience, which was super intense. If you haven't listened to that episode, I highly recommend it. And then after that, I did a Sally Simon um, uh, journey, which was really profound, really amazing. And that it's a whole separate podcast that I need to to touch on. But there was there was nothing negative about it. Nothing crazy came up. It just gave me a clarity about some people in my life. And I actually got to witness and see all my previous lives, and which was really cool uh, to experience that. And then I got COVID and uh, it was pretty gnarly. That put me out pretty bad. I had super bad uh, fever, like primarily just fever, lower back ache. Uh, I think I got up to 105 once or twice and I was having seizures from, from the fever. So I had to go to the ER and spend some time there and get a couple IVs. Um, and luckily it just lasted like, I think 42 hours. It wasn't, but, but for those 42 hours, like it was bad and I was hallucinating and I was, had this gigantic migraine. It was intense. I'm not going to lie to you. It was very intense, but I had to have these moments of surrendering and what I, you know, I was going to do a whole episode on, on that. Because there's there's so much to unpack around that COVID experience, but the moral of the story is that I had to learn to receive help 
and also to surrender. There was, it was very humbling for me, very, very humbling. And so for the first time in my life, I was okay receiving help from two of my beautiful friends, um, or three, I should say, three of my, of my beautiful friends, uh, that they were, they took care of me and took me to the hospital. And then when I got to the hospital, I got on a wheelchair where in the past I would have been like, no, I'm walking. I, I don't need to take a wheelchair. So there was just a lot of things that it was very humbling. And, and I was, I felt like I was being tested. Will you really surrender? Will you receive? Will you trust? Um, and it was really profound. It was really incredible. So what does that have to do with ayahuasca? What does any of these things have to do? Well, I believe that it prepared me for this intense story that I'm about to share with you. And it was extremely intense. Uh, it was, I think because of all this, I needed to learn to truly learn how to surrender and truly let go. Otherwise, I don't know how it would have been. It probably would have been a lot worse, to be honest, this experience that I had, which was actually very profound. And so let's get to it. So I am not going to name the place or where it took place um, because uh, I had been asked not to. So I'm going to leave this information out, but I was contacted by one of my close friends about this opportunity to, to, to do ayahuasca. And it was sort of a last minute thing. And I just did a little bit of research and he I asked some questions. And, and when I saw that there was going to be a, um, a, an indigenous uh, chief there, you know, that it was going to be a traditional Brazilian ceremony, I was like, Oh, my God, yes, I'm doing this. I am doing this. So I ended up signing up for it. And, and it was funny, because I was supposed to go to Texas during that weekend to do a speaking event, which got canceled last minute. So my weekend was completely free. And it just came out of nowhere, the opportunity. So I was like, you know what? Yes, let's do it. So um, time came for me to go and, and participate. So I got there and this place was absolutely incredible, majestic, beautiful, and it's just, just breathtaking of a place. And um, everyone there was just very friendly, very kind, the staff, the people participating. And, and you had folks that were experienced with the medicine and then you had other ones that were new to it like myself and um so we set up our space and everything and we formed a circle essentially a large circle and then there's a center not, not a center point there was a, a point in the circle where the chief and uh this shaman would be as well as the the felicitators that were playing music and then the guardians, as they call them, uh, which is people that were that were helping to ensure that nobody needed help or that everybody was taken care of, sort of a thing. 
And so we started it and we were doing some beautiful rituals. And of course, we talked about like the rules sort of sort of thing and what to expect and all that, which I'm not going to bore you guys with. But it was very organized, um, very, very organized, very well put together, very fluid, very professional, very authentic, very, very authentic. And I think that's the most important one out of all of them, to be honest. It was just truly authentic. And um, and then we started to do our ceremonies, our rituals, excuse me, which this particular tribe um, and and uh, leader leadership was from the Hunicuin tribe in Brazil. And so we were just securing the circle. We we're doing some some chanting and some a couple of things like that. And then we were served hape or rape, which is a powdered tobacco. It's very similar to snuff. And as far as the way it looks, that's the only similarity. Um, and but it's the tobacco. It's very sacred in in the um, in the in the indigenous culture. It's extremely sacred. We are the only ones out here in the West and uh, in Europe that, uh, and, and other countries that that we abuse the tobacco and we use it in, in the wrong way. Um, but in the Amazon, it's very sacred, and it's called grandfather tobacco. And they grind these tobacco leaves with other plants that grow in the Amazon, and are is designed to do different things like there's some that open up your heart some that allow you to just release even to purge it's a it's a masculine energy uh so it, it, it's a little aggressive and it gets blown into your nostrils into your nose into each one of your nose nostril uh with a, a long pipe it's called a tepi uh so so that was done. So he, the chief served us hape and it was very strong. And I asked for a big one because I, I've been working with hape for, I think, a little over a month now before the ceremony. So I was pretty familiar with it and I thought, oh, I'm good. Give me like a regular dosage. Don't give me something small. And, and I definitely didn't regret it, but I was like, wow shit <laughs> um so anyway so everybody gets served before before you partake on the medicine and then you kind of sit there for a few minutes in meditation and, and it, it just really helps to clear your mind at least it did for me some people were purging i did not purge uh that time but uh it was it was nice it's, i just remember thinking feeling like I was my mind was running a little bit and then it went shoop, just really focused all of a sudden and really calm and collected and uh, that made me feel really good taking the medicine after because um, I, I felt like more open open to it if that makes sense so anyways then you do that and then there's a couple of things that take place as far as rituals go that they're just very like observant and just explaining things uh, and then we partook on our first uh, serving of the medicine which was a small dosage and 
you know, it's just sort of a brownish, dark brownish looking thing. It kind of looks like an espresso <laughs> without the foam. It has that dark look to it. And as you know, ayahuasca is is a root with other roots mixed together. Um, and it was it was a bit bitter and strong, very earthy taste and smell. Um, but anyway, so I took my my first dosage and or the serving, excuse me, and and I I I think after an hour, maybe two, I started to feel it, and it was it was very gentle. It was, I could feel it sort of spreading through my body, getting to know me, so to speak, and I didn't really see much. I I was getting some visuals, but very mild visuals, and. I was asking questions and nothing was really getting answered. So it was just that for the first couple hours, uh, it was sort of just getting myself in that space more than anything else and feeling the medicine sort of get spread into my body. And when I say feeling that, it was very subtle. It was very like, you just kind of feel like, it's kind of hard to explain, but you actually do feel the medicine being in certain areas of, of your body and, and moving. Uh, it's not unpleasant at all. It was very pleasant. Um, but anyway, so I was like, okay, well, that was cool. Like I got some, a little bit of visual, some colors and stuff like that. I saw the, the circle of life or the flower of life pretty much all the time. Um, but that's, that was pretty much it for the first portion of it. Um, it was very, very mild. And uh, whew, I had to yawn there. That was a first. <laughs> and then there was time to take the second one. So I'm like, okay, well, I, I'm feeling confident and I wanna I wanna go deep, you know. Uh, obviously this the smaller dosage didn't do much for me, so I want to really be able to go deep. So I requested a that I, that I wanted to go deep. So they gave me a bigger dosage, the stronger one. So again, you do hop it before, and then you can do it after as well. Um, so got hop it, and then my second serving. Well, this is when things got real. <laughs> this is when, when things really got interesting. Uh, I started to really feel the medicine and the second portion of it, and I then purged, meaning I vomited. Um, and I think what I learned was I, I didn't wait long enough after I did the hape and I was feeling woozy still because it was really strong and I should have waited before getting up and, and getting the medicine. Um, so I think it was too much for me and, and I ended up like just purging pretty much all of it. So I waited some time, then I was silvering up. So I told, um, one of my friends that was there, I was like, Hey, like I'm, I'm not feeling it anymore. I unfortunately threw it up, you know? So anyway, so they served me another cup and I asked for a big one. So they gave me a big one and I kind of just like, was like, okay, I'm, I really wanted to make sure I don't throw this up. So when I got back to my seat and I was served, I just took a little bit of water and I rinsed my mouth and I, um, I swallowed it, you know, the, the water and it helped me sort of like push it down a little because it, it's a little thick. And the flavors does stay in your mouth because it's very strong. 
So, um, yeah, so that happened. And uh, I, I should mention that you, you do have to follow a very strict dieta, like a strict diet um, before the ceremony. And I, you do fast. At least I did. I, I only ate that morning. Uh, and it was very light. It was like a salad and that's it. And I did not eat anything for the rest of the day. And it's better to do that. So when I was purging, it was literally just water, you know, which is nice because then you don't have a bunch of stuff to throw up and you're not blowing chunks everywhere. Um, anyway, so I took the sec the my second or third in this case uh, serving and then the medicine started to work and I started to feel it and I could definitely feel that it was going to be more intense. I eventually what I saw was this light came in a circle um, because I had my eyes closed as you were instructed to do so. You're sitting uh, and then she appeared, she being Mother Ayahuasca. And basically, she just looked like a woman but that had no eyes or mouth or anything like that, but it was like the silhouette of a woman and her skin was made out of vines and trees and plants and stuff. I think you probably have seen this somewhere because I know I have. So it was really cool. And she said, hello, son, I am your mother. What would you like to know? And I said, I would like to know what is my deepest and darkest blockage that I have that's holding me back from being on my full potential. And she said, are you sure you want to know? And I said, yes. And then, oh, I forgot to mention that there was this gold light when she was there too, this sort of like gold sparkly light that was shining um, over her and around her and in, in the space that I was with, which it was in my mind, <laughs> um, which was cool. And then, uh, so then I looked, sort of down into this i was in the jungle all of a sudden and i see this what i first thought it was a toad uh, this frog it was yellow with black spots and so i'm looking down uh, like like as a as if i was to look down to my feet and i see this toad looking thing there but i couldn't make much of it like i couldn't i couldn't tell I'm like what is that thing and then it started to move and i realized that was the head of a snake and then the snake came up and then it took me to um, it took me to down to the darkness, essentially down inside of me, deep, deep in there. And when we got down there, I saw this dark entity looking thing. Um, and it was dark. And when I say dark, I don't just mean in the form of physical appearance. I also mean in its energy. It, I don't want to use the word evil, but it was definitely not good. I can say that much for sure. And um, I was not freaked out. I was not scared, but I could feel the density. That's something I remember very, very clearly is like the dense feeling of this, of the energy of this thing. It was like a black hole. It just sucked the life out of you just by being in, in its presence. And it wasn't, it wasn't like a still solid shape. It kind of imagined like a fire, but it was black. And it had sort of this 
like a silhouette of kind of a human, but not really. It was disoriented or distorted. But it was, uh, it felt like many at one point. Um, but I'm pretty sure it was just one. And what it was told to me was, or um, informed or whatever, shared by the medicine that this was an entity that had been in my family from generations upon generations, that it had been feeding off the pain of the man and it's had been getting stronger and stronger each time because nobody dealt with it. And so I was like, wow, that explains a lot, a lot, a lot of my family, you know, and like how I grew up and my father and my grandfather. And uh, it was sort of crazy to have that understanding. Um, but I was not scared. So I was then trying to push this thing away, almost like quite immediately. I was like, okay, I time to go to war with this thing, right? Um, I don't want to, um, I, I don't want it on me anymore. So what I did was I was trying to do all these things, like I was saying positive affirmations. I was... Uh, at first, very kind of like in a feminine energy in the sense of like, all right, bring in the love from the divine. And I push this energy out of here, you know, um, and it was pretty much mocking me. Um, there was no sound to this entity, but it's almost like an internal message that it was sort of giving me like you're I can do this all day, you know. Um, doesn't affect me. So I was trying all these things. There was another thing I remember trying where I was like pulling the energy from it and moving it outside sort of a thing and like sort of using the light to do that. And the message I got, I was like, I can do this all day. So what then I learned was that this thing knew me very, very well because it had been with me all of my life. I was born with it. It was passed on to me, especially because I'm the first grandson um, to be born, the first boy grandson, right? So I really felt that. And it not only knew me, but it also knew and had the knowledge of, of and the experience of doing this with all of my previous ancestors. So it was very strong. It was very intense. So I would take breaks now and then because it was draining. Um, it was very... Uh, how can I explain other than draining? It was, it just took a lot out of me and I needed to take breaks. It's sort of like the, the intuitive uh, feeling I got about it. Right. So when I would take a break, I would just like let the medicine do its thing and I would go to the light. And when I would do that, I would actually purge and I could feel this entity moving up from my stomach further up further up and it felt like it, i could physically feel it you know uh, this dense it was very dense like i had a rock there it was just moving uh and then i would go back because i would feel it again and this the more it moved up it kind of was getting stronger it felt stronger at least more pronounced more present not as the deep in there but coming out more 
And um, so I was like, okay. And then I tried, uh, I forget what I tried, some other trick. And, you know, like I said, anything I would try, it was just pretty much, it, it didn't work. And then I would take a break again, surrender, and then bam, you know, purge, and it would move up. So it got to the point where it moved all the way up to my throat. And it did not want to go anywhere from there. And it was very intense at that point, and I was feeling tired, um, energetically just exhausted from fighting this thing, which clearly I had no experience on how to even go about it. Um, but what had happened now was that I got this vision out of nowhere of this warrior. Um, because what had happened was when I, I shared with you guys that at one point at the beginning, I was approaching with a feminine energy and then I realized that wasn't going to work at all. So then I said, I need to tap into my masculine energy for this. And that's when my ego and I became really close. I know that sounds strange, but um, I kind of called out on that energy and we were kind of having a conversation and an energy exchange of like, hey, we need to embody this masculine energy that we have to fight this thing. And it didn't, it didn't necessarily work as far as um, making any thing any different than really it was but it did help me embody that energy and, and have a really special and different relationship with my ego so in that in itself was was a very special gift that i upon reflection i am very very grateful for but um so when when towards the end when they reached my throat and it got super intense i just uh it's like ayahuasca knew that I needed a break. So she showed me this image of this other warrior who was me in a previous life. And this warrior was very strong. And when I say strong, I don't mean physically strong. I'm talking about spiritually, mentally. He's a very strong being, very strong man. And... We were, we, I say we, because my ancestors were there. I felt them. Um, and myself, I was celebrating this guy. We're just calling a different person because it feels weird to say that it was me. Even though that's the form that I understood it. We're just going to call it this guy, okay? So he was, he was very fun. Like He had the charisma and was very outgoing, so to speak, but... Uh, very old and and his wisdom so he looked young but um he was from a, not from this time at all from a very very old time and uh, i said okay well you know let's uh let's go fight this thing sort of a thing and he's like no 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 first we must celebrate and we must rest and i was like who is this guy you know <laughs> like you just you just you've been resting apparently you've been put away this whole time but I know, and I, it was just interesting. It turned into like a little movie clip of just me watching this guy, like just be happy to be back, to be used again. Because um, he wasn't alive, but sort of energetically he was. So that happened. And then the remaining of the rest of the night was 
really just teaching me about other aspects of my life, such as relationships, such as myself and, you know, um, how I've, I've shown up. And they were very, very mild lessons, but very profound. And this whole dark thing didn't really come back again, which was great. But I was at the same time wanting to face it, right? So um, anyways, so th that was over. And then, you know, as we went into uh, um, I lost my train of thought there. We went into into the morning, starting in the morning. And you, there was some dancing that was happening. And I, I got up and I danced a little bit. It, it was encouraged. And I was feeling it because I was, I was in a good place. But I was definitely feeling a little weak from the previous little experience of our dark, dense friend. Uh, but it was very pleasant. It was very beautiful. And, uh, you know, we did a, a closing ceremony and and some rituals that to close the circle and stuff like that. And then we were sharing in the circle your first night experience. And it was really cool to kind of watch be up all night because this is done at night, by the way. And to welcome the day with that sort of energy was really powerful. So then after sharing, we had breakfast and then you can journal, sleep, whatever. And so I did a video, which I'm going to use for my YouTube video. That is pretty much describing everything you're hearing now but you're going to see me raw right after the ceremony. I'm not even wearing a shirt because like, I, I went outside and it was nice. Um, but yeah, and then I did that and then I, went, I just slept. And I was like, I need to prep for, prep for tomorrow. But upon reflecting and sort of just digesting what had happened, I this quote came to me that, uh, I don't I don't think anyone has said it. I'm sure someone has, but there's no famous author to it. It just came to me. The realization that so many of us want to go to the light, that we seek the light. But how can we appreciate the light when we don't understand the darkness? And it's this sort of like yin and yang idea, if you will, um, that creates, I think, harmony, right? That's the ancient many ancient civilizations talk about and it just i came to realize that i needed to surrender to this thing that instead of coming up with the strategy of how i was going to beat it that the the whole takeaway was that when i would relax and i would trust and go to the light this is when it was moving and i didn't need to do anything that when we fight things like we are taught to do so much, like we're programmed to just, when something is bad or whatever is attacking you, what do you do? You're going to fight to defend yourself, to protect. Um, that's not the approach because I was approaching it as this is just my battle. And what I was, what I was shown or, or understood it was that actually like this is, not just your battle, it's your battle and your ancestors' battle. And that you are guided because we, and it's everyone's battle because we're all one. And so that was really powerful for me to realize that 
and to come to terms with that it was it was really 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 powerful and um i was just really it was like an emotional realization um to know that i had that support even though it wasn't in this three-dimensional world which it kind of was by forming the circle and then the the guard the guardians that were there the, the volunteers uh it was just beautiful to know that that this was going to be a battle that we all go in with so anyways the next day came and it was time to do the second part of the of the ceremony um and so basically same thing same rituals to secure the circle and all that good stuff and you get served hape before and after and in between and each time you take a survey so this time it was going to be much stronger the medicine like the dosage that was going to be much stronger much more um dense or whatever concentrated that's the word and we were warned about that so I uh, took my first one and definitely felt it, but it was very different. It was a different strand. I think this one, yeah. So even the flavor was different. And uh, after having some visuals and this and that, I then went straight into, into this space where this thing was. And beforehand, actually, when we did the closing circle and everything else, uh, when I was being served halpe, uh, was it before? Well, it was before and after I got served. Um, but I remember after I got served, my first, right, on the second day, um, this is all the second day, by the way, from here on out, uh, I went to go get served halpe and I was looking at the chief's eyes and he and I could feel this dark entity was in me kind of looking at him that it wasn't me looking that it was it looking because it was right on my throat the energy so it was kind of it would come out when i would when i would purge or when i would just randomly it was really like creepy to be honest but i wasn't afraid of it i was just like whoa that was that was it's like what is that's so weird you know and um, so he closed his eyes. He broke eye contact with me and then he blew in the hape and it was strong. It's like he put a lot of intention into it. And I remember he spit, like he spit afterwards into this bucket. Um, I think it was because he felt this darkness that that, that was in there. Um, and then I, I, I purged from the hape. It was that strong. And I've never really purge from hoppy before but this was like a different purge and and when i would purge and i was like my head was kind of like near the bucket i would make these weird like hissing sounds like shh, like i don't i can't even replicate it and my lip was moving and like and it was not me doing it and i could feel this thing coming out and then when i was purging it was bits of it it was like it was making it weaker right and then the medicine hit right and when it hit i felt this entity 
sort of come to me as far as what I mean by that, like it just became me. I was no longer controlling my body. It took control over it. And it was like it moved from the throat to just like, I'm here. I'm taking over. So I was not scared. I did not fight it, but I knew it was like I was in the backseat of my own body is what it felt like. And I could see things. Um, I could see myself doing everything that was going on, but I had no control. Which it was, I've never experienced anything like this ever. It was really, it felt like I was being possessed. That's the best way to put it, which I probably, probably was, to be honest. And um, yeah, so that was like pretty intense, right? It was super intense. And um, so this thing was looking around and it was doing all sorts of weird noises and hissing and stuff. And, and it felt dark. It feels so dark. And, um, like soon after that, they started playing this, uh, chanting this song, which had, you know, the guitar and drums with it. And it was very beautiful, but it was a warrior song I found out later. And so the shaman was, what's was chanting this. And I had warned them before him and, and the chief about, me experiencing what I did and and how I wanted to go deep and and get rid of it. And so they should know that. So they were like, okay. Uh, And so then I, all of a sudden I was sitting there and when he started chanting the song, I started to go into a trance. And this is where it got really, really crazy because this thing was already in, like it was like in me, obviously being taken over my body. And then I started to feel kind of weird. And I started to see all of my ancestors were there all around me. And I felt this light from above that was super bright, just coming down on me like shower, like super fast shower of light. And I felt like a very angelic energy there. And my, I started to vibrate. My entire body was vibrating from my toes all the way, all the way up and I was like on my toes as I was sitting Um, and my hands were on my knees, but my fingers were up and I I don't remember what the rest of my body was doing because I was really just not there. I was, but I wasn't, you know, and I was coming in and out and I felt like this shower of light was just, I felt this vibration. I almost felt like being electrocuted, but without the pain if that makes sense it's just the feeling of the electricity running through your body is the best way that i can explain it and uh there were there were like i would uh, you know it would just happen it would happen and a little break and then i would purge and then purge you know break um and then it was getting more and more and more intense and then I just was purging. And when I would purge, I just, it could have been very well just the medicine or, or just the, I don't know, my imagination, I guess. But it looked black. To me, what I was vomiting, I was vomiting black, nasty stuff. I don't know. It was just purely black. And I'll never forget that. Um, and so... This happened, and as, and as the chanting, he became in front of me, 
it got really intense. Like, I mean, oh, that's when I kind of like just blacked out a little bit. And I just went into the light and it was I was just sort of just traveling through the light, if you will. And when he finished, bam, I kind of collapsed. And I felt completely free. I mean, that's not even the right term to say. I, I just felt like a million pounds had been lifted off my my body, not even my shoulders, just all of me. I felt lighter. I felt like I could breathe like super deep and super. Uh, it was just beautiful. And, and, and all I said was, whoa. <laughs> I remember saying that because I was also pretty exhausted. I had no energy after that. And from what I recall, like the shaman and the chief were kind of like spinning into the cops. They were cleaning and they were kind of themselves. And like, I think I recall him saying like, wow, that was really intense. Um, or I don't know, I couldn't make of it, but they were definitely talking about like that. I'm pretty sure they felt it too. Um, but came to find out there was other dark entities in there too. Uh, that's a whole other story, which I'm not going to cover because this, this will be a too much. This will be like a three or four episodes of telling the story. So anyways, uh, after that, I, you know, one of my friend was like there and he was like, Hey, once you, you know, regain your strength, you should go take your second serving. And I was like, okay. And I was like, I don't, do I need a second serving? again? <laughs> that that did run through my mind once and then i kind of smiled at myself and i'm like yeah we're gonna do this we're going all the way in so i want to make sure that i knew that it was all the way out but it was kind of that that brief confirmation sort of sort of speak um so once i was able to have the strength to get up there i did and i, I took my second um uh, portion or my second serving, excuse me. And from that moment on to the rest of the night, it was, I just had a smile on my face. I was in complete bliss. I saw my ancestors dancing um, in the middle of the circle. I went to the fire and, you know, put tobacco and did a tobacco ceremony in there, which, uh, you know, I can cover that some other time. Thanking my ancestors, thanking everybody, the shaman, the chief, everybody for 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 doing this for holding space for me and allowing this to take place thinking mother ayahuasca and then i went back to my seat and i did not purge at all from that moment on and i felt really 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 good and it was such a beautiful experience because it was the majority of the night after that that um that experienced pure bliss i had a smile the entire time i am not even kidding I had, I couldn't help it. Like I, it didn't even hurt. It was just naturally there. I was so, so happy and fulfilled and just filled with so much gratitude. I remember crying a few times because I felt free for the first time in my life. This, this freedom and this clarity of things and this appreciation for life. And I felt, I started to see like all my, uh, possibilities like how I just been been holding being being holding being 
held down. Excuse me. I had a little, <laughs> the, the record was broken there for a minute. <laughs> oh, but yeah. So I had this realization that, uh, that this thing was holding me down and that was no longer there. So I just saw all the possibilities and everything that, that was available for me. And it was really beautiful. And then there was a various and various moments of just teaching where I experienced myself looking at myself, right? So think of when you reflect upon things, right? You're kind of doing that. You're kind of looking at yourself, but in the past term and, and reflecting on what you did or what you said and processing it and then learning from that, right? So I saw that, right? And then I saw my higher self then was the one that was giving myself the guidance to my other self that I was observing. And what it came to realize is like the the wisdom that I was carrying from the first observation, right? Like which it was me observing myself in this realm. That was at the time my past self, higher self. And then the present time and me getting information or wisdom from in the present from my higher self is the future portion of me. But also most importantly is the most purest version of me, which is the soul, which has no programming, no belief systems, none of that. It's pure. It's pure. So the information that comes from, from that source is it's very just real and easy. And so I was hanging out with him. Um, which is me, but <laughs> in a different realm. And uh, it was really cool because he ha he was very humorous. He had a, a he was a charisma about him, and he just made me laugh about things that I was doing in the in this life in the, in this moment, like behavior and stuff like that. So it was teaching me like, see, this is why you don't need to do that. It's silly. Like, it's just let it go. <laughs> Um, so it showed me all the things that I needed to work on now and, and how simple that it didn't have to be like all this hard work that it, it can just be like a joke that I take things too serious sometimes. And that was just really, really insightful. Um, I also experienced like really out of this world experiences with, with crazy visuals where I was like in outer space and there's like these geometric figures were or sacred geometry rather was was around with these colors and it was spinning and it was kind of like a dark hole like a black hole and then i went into it and it was like a spaceship it was intense okay <laughs> i think that that whole portion it needs its own episode because it was holy coconuts okay it was pretty intense in the best way it was just like whoa where did i just go you know <laughs> it was I'm still unpacking that um, to this day uh, because it was it was definitely knowledge. She, the thing about ayahuasca, she just teaches. She teaches you every bit of it, every second. There's a lesson, and that's why I love it so much because I love to learn, and it teaches you things about yourself. It teaches you things about life, and it teaches you things about the universe. Right, like just how things work um beyond this life this three-dimensional life um how does how simple it is to tap into these different worlds and and dimensions and and, and information 
and um but also it teaches you about relationships and situations in your relationships that you have such as friendships or love relationships uh and it also showed me with my career um although it wasn't super in depth it just it was a very glimpse of like hey now like you have your voice back you know you can you need to speak you need to share with people stop being shy and just share with the world all your stories not just this one but all of them because you have many and in doing that you will help so many people and and it's going to elevate your purpose at, at a much larger scale at a, at a global scale so it was really cool to feel that potential that is there for me and it felt to be very much real um so then there was some dancing and i danced oh did i dance like like a bird i felt i tell you it was so amazing and i felt so free and i didn't care who was looking at me or what people were thinking or whatever not that i did before but it was i literally felt like i was the only person there and i literally felt like i was dancing in the clouds it was i was a complete bliss it was just purely amazing purely amazing so we danced all the way up until the morning and then we did a little dance together it was just really beautiful the people there and just to see all the healing that had taken place you could see it in people's eyes and it was just beautiful uh we didn't then did the closing ceremony we shared and uh and i was just hearing everybody's journey and and how profound it was it was it was beautiful it was truly beautiful um and it it really made me it made me look at life differently at people and at myself and uh it was definitely one of the most profound and amazing experiences that i've ever had in my life so i'm gonna do a podcast podcast episode um on the integration portion because i, I don't want to extend that into this because it's, it's separate but um i will be doing that soon um hopefully before i go to the amazon and yes i'm going to brazil to be with the ashinanka people um and that's a whole other thing that i'm doing but um i'm leaving on august 27th is when i'm i'm scheduled i'm thinking about leaving and i will be out there for 10 days like in the jungle actually 10 days uh, living with the Ashinanki, Ashinanka people and with Benki uh, Payato, who, who is a very respected shaman in the Ashinanka uh, tribe. And I'll be learning from them, from him and from them, merged with them and planting trees and to help expand the rainforest, which is a, a big deal and, and something that the Mother Ayahuasca also showed me. So if you could, if you're interested in helping me with that trip, 